Hi, thank you for joining me. This is John Newby with John 2028 Apologetics and Lion of the Lamb Podcast. Today's video, we're going to continue talking. A few episodes ago, I talked about how the direction that society wants to take the world and particularly aims at our children. And have you not seen what Nickelodeon is promoting now? So, I think it's pretty apparent that Christians, we should not allow, Christian parents should not allow their children to watch Nickelodeon anymore. That is my stance. They are pushing transgender, LGBTQ propaganda and lifestyle on their station. Now, don't take my word for it. Take Christ's word for it. Matthew 18. Where he says, truly I tell you, and I'm paraphrasing this, that if you cause little ones to stumble or sin, it's better for you to tie a, a rock or a milestone to your neck and drop it into the lake. Okay, so think about this real quick. By the, excuse me, by the way, that's the same language that Christ uses to drop or throw believe the Greek word is thelo drop or throw um, the enemy, Satan, Lucifer into the lake of fire that's the same language that he's using when he's describing how he wants um, people to treat children and the Greek word for this is technon, that is child so he's literally talking about children. He's literally singling out children. This isn't like a person who is young in the faith, like an 80-year-old who just got saved or a 40-year-old who just got saved. He's literally just talking about children. Okay? And parents, this is where you will be held accountable for everything on Judgment Day. Does it, what does Paul write that on Judgment Day, you're going to be held accountable for everything you've done in front of Christ. And you're going to be weeping and crying. And, you know, that's this is, that's the moment that seals our fate. Is it going to be, be gone from me, I never knew you? Or is it going to become to me my faithful servant? When he's making the decision on your judgment, based upon if you're covered by his grace and his blood... You don't think he's going to take into account how you raised your children? When he makes it abundantly clear that how you treat your child and you will be held accountable how you treat your child and how you should treat your child. It's abundantly clear. And if you allow your child to sit in front of a TV and watch men dress up like drag queens and dance around and promote lesbian and homosexual and bisexual lifestyle you will be held accountable just that simple find them something else to watch I know what it's like I have three children you come home from work or your wife comes home from work and you want to relax and you want to just put something in front of them so they can chill out too. There's plenty of stuff that you can 
um, put on for your kids. For instance, this is something that I, I um, discovered. I'm sure I'm not the only parent that does this, but what I mean the personally discovered is that on Amazon Prime, there are uh, cartoons of the New Testament and um, there is um, live-action movies of the four Gospels and Luke's Acts. And uh, a good tool that I found is that especially with children, when they get around 10, 11 years old, when they can, you know, really start comprehending the scripture to a, to a fair degree, you can have that playing and then have the child read a chapter or two, hit pause, and then have them read it out louder to themselves or read it with them, and then hit play on the movie. It's called the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Acts. And, uh, you know, let them see the the live action so it can help them, you know? That's something you can do. Now look, we all love the Lord and there's times where you want to veg out and and your children would rather watch something silly than something like that. And I get that. Okay? Let's we're, we're being honest here. Doesn't mean we don't love Jesus, doesn't mean we don't love God's divine word through his holy spirit. Doesn't mean that. Just means sometimes that you know, you need to watch something you can zone out. There are still other options. Okay? You need to screen what your children are watching. And another side rant that I'm going to go off on this is the rainbow. You do understand that the rainbow is our symbol, right? If you've noticed, though, there's a difference. They have the rainbow that God uses, you know, seven colors, because seven is supposed to be the um, the numeric symbol of completeness, okay? It's God's number, complete, all right? Like seven days. Well, they've taken a number off, and they went to six, now, is there any relation to that with the famous 666? I don't know. Would it surprise me? No. I don't know if you can make application because it's a 1-6 and then I assume that two other 6s will follow. But what I can make application with is that you have um, a Christian symbol... Judeo-Jewish Christian symbol that was used that God solidified saying he would never judge the world in this manner again and it was after man was involved in wild and I mean man like humanity man was involved in wild abortions and sex bestiality and by the way this also goes for any of you Christians and I'm guilty of this as well, who have sex out of wedlock. This is also a sin. A sexual, a sex out of wedlock lifestyle will put you out of God's grace and just as easily as a man laying with a man and a woman laying with a woman or multiple people laying with multiple people. 
the sexual immorality, the Greek word that Jesus uses in the Gospels is porneia. That is correct. It sounds familiar that we get the word pornography from, which translates to evil, by the way. Okay? So, think about that. Wrap your head around that. But what I'm trying to say is, is that this applies to all of us. And, and I'm guilty of it, y'all. I had sex out of wedlock. And it's a sin. Okay? And you have to repent from it. So don't think this is just singling out homosexuals. I am singling out homosexuals based upon the lifestyle that's being pushed and the mockery of our symbol. That is the context of me singling them out. And also, I am singling out my brothers and sisters who allow their children to watch Nickelodeon and be indoctrinated with that satanic, horrible, demonic, anti-Christ lifestyle. Which is why they need a savior. Which is why I need a savior. It's why you need a savior. Then, you look at Victoria's Secret. So understand, listen, it's all about chipping away, okay? I believe that the end game is child pedophilia to be normalized. That's what I believe the end game to be. Pretty much got abortions, killing babies. That's pretty much normalized. This is why I believe the spirit, the demonic spirit of Moloch, Baal, all those demonic fake gods in the Old Testament are being fed today. Could they actually be real demonic spirits or demons? You want to call them that? I, I think so. I don't know if I can support that with scripture. I might have to stretch scripture to support that. But Jesus does say, does mention that a woman has a spirit like Jezebel. So is he comparing her to her or is he saying that she's possessed by that spirit? I think he's saying she's she's comparing her to her in the past. But I think there is a there is you know demonic um, things that go on outside of our realm that we can't see and comprehend. And Paul talks about that. So I'm saying scripture can support this idea. And if I'm speaking in error, Holy Spirit of your word, forgive me. Okay. But Victoria's Secret, and there's nothing wrong with Victoria's Secret for a married couple. Song of Solomon, why don't you read it? You're supposed to yearn sexually for your wife. And Victoria's Secret can be used in a biblical sense. A a, 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 a Christian couple can biblically use Victoria's Secret. Okay? So now, they're replacing their models with 
a lesbian soccer player and men dressed up like women. You see, they're trying, it's not, it's not about um, acceptance. It's about you have to conform. And what's funny and ironic about all this is that they're doing this in a country that was founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs that is supposed to allow everyone to believe whatever you want to believe. You can't just force it on nobody. And that's the Christian perspective. You make disciples, okay, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit. You're supposed to do it with love and compassion in defense of the Scripture and telling them about Jesus Christ like Philip did the... Uh, the uh, North African fellow in the book of Acts when they went through the scripture and went over Isaiah 53. That's how it's supposed to be done. Not forcing it. But they've been allotted this lifestyle from a Judeo-Christian a Judeo-Christian founded land that's supposed to honor everyone's belief. And here they are forcing their the very thing they claim Christians do, which we don't, Christian, the, the real Christian perspective is not to force a belief on anyone. But here they are, becoming the thing that they hate. It's now you have to conform to this lifestyle or you're homophobic. You have to conform to this lifestyle or you're transphobic. You have to the company has to have rainbow patterns on it in June. Let me tell you something. I don't hate anyone who's homosexual or anyone who has sex out of wedlock. But they are in sin. And because you love them, you tell them that they're in sin. If someone was standing on a crosswalk and a bus was headed towards him. And you had a split second. You had to literally... The only option you had was knock him down and rough him up on the asphalt and shock him and scare him like, look out! And knock him over and they get roughed up and you shock him real quick. And it scares him. That's the only option you have. Because of the, the train is coming at such a high rate of speed, or the bus, or whatever. Whatever you want to pick, so a parade of bulls, who knows. But that person gets roughed up. So, that's the Christian perspective. Is that when you tell someone about their sin, it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt their feelings. Okay, oh, you know, hey, you know, you, you, you to judge, which is totally out of context. <laughs> I'm not even going to get started on that. But here you are. You want to. You have to knock them over, and it hurts the feelings. Or they get, you know, their panties in a wad. But then you save their life, and that's the Christian perspective. Is that? That's because you don't want them to get hit by the bus, or the train, or the parade of of bulls. So. If you truly care and love for someone, you will tell them that they're in sin. 
Now, you don't go on social media and say, hey, Billy, you're in sin. I don't believe that's the correct way to handle it. I think you can make your stance known on social media. You should make your stance known on social media that you are a Christian and you follow the scripture. But if you want to give someone direction, it should be in a way that is with grace and dignity. So I do think there is a way to handle that. But if you got a family member or somebody like that, let's do something more personal than social media, which is a joke. The only reason why I'm on it is so I can talk to you. But let's say a personal matter. You got a, a, a family member and it's the holidays. Fourth of July weekend, Christmas, who knows, whatever. And they this, this family member has come out gay or, or living with their in-girlfriend or boyfriend. Same sin. Same pornea. I think the best thing to do, first of all, pray for the Holy Spirit to give you an opportunity and not to stumble and stamper over your words like I'm doing on this podcast. And speak with love and grace and conviction because sin is is important to be brought up because Jesus brought up sin and hell more than he did heaven. Count it in the gospel. Pull that person aside in private and stand your ground biblically and pray for the Holy Spirit to give you a window in guidance. That's what you need to do. Because the ultimate rule, the ultimate thing here is is not to win a debate. Easily win a debate. All you got to say is that the Bible is the word of God. There's historical evidence that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. So therefore he is God. And what he spoke is obviously an authority. And this verse says this. There's nothing you could say. Well, I don't agree. Okay. Well, what's your evidence? I have evidence that a man died and rose again from died and rose again historic, historically and biblically. You just don't like what he says. You have no evidence to go against this. So you don't you don't want to win a debate. That's not the debate's easy. Okay. Anybody? I mean, I'm I'm no Einstein. I can win that debate in ten seconds. But the goal is, is to win them to Christ. And that is a difficult thing. Because they're breaking lifestyle. But when you read Corinthians and Paul's letter to his church of Corinth, he tells them, such were some of you. And he lists the list. Homosexuals. Swindlers. Adulterers, thieves. I mean, a massive list of everything in here that me and you and everyone else has done. But he speaks about them in past tense. Such were some of you. You have been bought with a price. You let 
your family member. No, you look them in the eye and you let them know that their sin, although wicked, cannot withstand the blood of Christ. Because that is literally God's blood. It is literally the creator of the universe. Jesus is the creator of the universe. The creator of all things. And that's that God-man blood has covered you. And that is greater than any hundred men that a man is laid with or a hundred women at a wedlock a man has laid with or orgies or anything besides blasphemy of the Holy Spirit all sins are forgiven but you know what back to what we originally got this podcast on Jesus makes it abundantly clear he's got a short short I'd say a short fuse when you read Jesus' words throughout the Gospels, he definitely speaks stern. But there's just something about when he talks about if you cause the little ones to stumble, the technon, you cause them to stumble. It's better for you to tie a milestone to your neck and drop it into the sea or the lake. Thank you. God bless you for listening. In Jesus' holy name.